Notice anything different? That's right. No ad. Which means this space is available. So if you have a company or brand or product or anything really that you'd love to promote on 30 Pop, this is your chance. Just shoot me an email at the link in the show notes and I'll give you all the relevant details. Now, on to 30 Pop. Hello? Mom? Luke? What are y'all doing? I just wrapped up an interview for 30 Pop and needed to give you a heads up about it. What? So for the first time ever, I've got Aaron and Latifah on today. Mm -hmm. Oh dear, okay. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. the language is all fine. There's not going to be any language that offends you. Mm -hmm. But But you probably still wouldn't want to listen with kids around. Oh. They have a tendency to sort of play off each other and get a little carried away. So I just wanted to give you a heads up about that. So, Okay. Well, I always enjoy hearing them laugh together. Well, you'll get lots of that this time. So, Okay. Well, thanks. No problem. I love you. Look forward to hearing it. I love you too. All right. And tell them I said hi. Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye. From Milieu Media Group, this is 30 weekly peek back at the music, movies, sports, fashion, politics, and news from 30 years ago. I'm your host, Luke Braun. This is Season 2, Episode 26, Fast Cars and Five Easy Steps. Today we're looking back at the week that ended Saturday, June 30th, 1990. Hello, friends, and welcome once again, as always, to another look back at life in 1990. Before we begin our journey 30 years into the past, I want to invite you to take a second and just remember who you were 30 years ago at this moment. Maybe you were enjoying your final summer before senior year or before making the big transition to junior high. Maybe your family had just moved or your folks got divorced or your kid sister was born. Or maybe life was boring and you had only your Game Boy and your Walkman to keep you company. What kind of clothes were you wearing? Who was your best friend? What was your favorite TV show? Think about it. As for me, I was 10 years old getting ready for 5th grade in Mr. Tedley's class, which wound up being one of my very favorite years of school. I had feathered hair with a little swoopy wave thing on one side like my best friend Nathan, gray glasses, and I wore jam shorts that my mom made. I liked rap music, breakdancing, and watching Mickey Mouse Club after school. They were good days, and I love looking back on them. So, join me. 30 years ago this week, we had a couple new movies in theaters. One, which I never saw, and the other, which I didn't see till years later. The one I never saw, and at this point likely never will, was the Bill Cosby comedy Ghost Dad, about a widowed father of three who dies in a car wreck, but somehow sticks around in ghost form long enough to close the business deal he was trying to close at the time of his death, in order to leave his now orphaned children financially set. Now, it would be easy to linger on the atrocities that were likely being committed behind the scenes by the cause at this point in his career, but I'd rather talk about at least a couple of positives from this movie. One... It was the final film directed by the incomparable Sidney Poitier, and it was also co-written by past 30 Pop guest S.S. Wilson, who was an absolute delight to talk to back on episode three of this season, Bologna and Beans for Breakfast, 
It was also co-written by Phil Robinson, another past 30 Pop guest, and one with a little more experience telling ghost stories on the screen, having written and directed Field of Dreams the previous year. The lead role for this movie was originally intended for Steve Martin, according to IMDb, with John Badham directing, the same guy who directed Short Circuit in 1986 and Saturday Night Fever in 1977. Another fun fact is that actress Raven Simone originally auditioned to play one of the three orphan children, but was rejected for being too young. Her audition impressed Cosby enough, though, that he had her cast as his granddaughter, Olivia, on The Cosby Show. All that being said, the movie was not a huge success, critically speaking. It has a ranking of 4.4 out of 10 stars on IMDb. So I skimmed through to find my very favorite user review from the movie. I narrowed it down to two. So I'll let you decide which one's best in a brand new segment that I'm calling Decisions, Decisions. So here's how this will work. I'll read each of the two reviews for you here, and then you can click on the Decisions, Decisions link in the show notes to cast your vote for your favorite, which I'll share on next week's episode. Voting will be open all week long leading up to that episode. Okay, first, the sarcastically eloquent January 2002 review from user Meifumado entitled The Holy Grail of Supernatural Comedies. It says this, After the colossal artistic and commercial triumph of Leonard, part six, the cause decided to make his next film a more organic arthouse picture and proves once again that he has the cinematic Midas touch. In a premise that might seem silly in other hands, Cosby and director Sidney Poitier deftly weave a tightly knit tapestry of familial melodrama and undead hijinks. The lush cinematography lends a documentary feel to the proceedings, a much-needed dose of gritty reality which helps immeasurably when dealing with the afterlife. Cosby's bravura performance is both ferocious and demure in equal measure, but always real. Also, the underlying message of fatherly responsibility seems remarkably apt in these times of the, quote, baby boy syndrome. An often overlooked masterpiece in the Cosby canon, Ghost Dad is without a doubt a labor of love from one of the cinema's greatest pioneers. That review, my friends, is a work of art. But I also loved this one, from May of 1999. User Ian 100 described the movie as face-pulling pointlessness with Bill Cosby. He said this, If one were to hear of a movie concerning the antics of a dead Bill Cosby trying to help his children, the cineast in you would not be stirred to see slash rent it. However, I still managed to be unpleasantly surprised by the gall of this movie. Each turn around the seemingly aimless plot reveals fresh idiocy. Every moment of Cosby's acting seems an excuse for a new stupid face to pull, though even these become horrendous. One is left with an overriding feeling of disbelief after having been asked to suspend exactly that from new levels for the duration of the picture. I suppose really odd Dana Ashcroft fanatics may wish to see this, but this movie is for children. Stupid children. All right, friends, you decide. Click on the Decisions Decisions link in the show notes and cast your vote for the best Ghost Dad review now. As for the other new release in theaters this week in 1990, the one which I didn't see till several years later, well, that was the high-speed Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, Robert Duvall, and Randy Quaid sports action drama Days of Thunder. This was the top film at the box office 30 years ago this week as well, and is also the film that brought 20-year-old Cruise and 22-year-old Kidman together. They met on set and were married shortly after it released, and shortly after Cruz's conversion to Scientology and the end of his first marriage to Mimi Rogers, where he discovered the religion, or 
whatever you want to call it. It was that conversion that ultimately led to the demise of he and Kidman's relationship a little over a decade later. The movie was conceived and co-written by Tom Cruise after he had the opportunity to test drive one of the race cars belonging to Rick Hendrick of NASCAR fame, reportedly topping out at over 180 miles per hour on his first lap. And despite topping the box office its opening weekend and being for the most part a critical success, it was not the commercial success its producers hoped. In fact, it was disappointing enough to bring about the end of Paramount Pictures' relationship with mega-producers Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson. That shouldn't have been a huge surprise to anyone, though, considering production supposedly started on the film before the script was even finished, many scenes being written the same day they were shot. At the end of the day, while I'm not a big fan of this movie personally, I don't think that necessarily has anything to do with this movie specifically. Race cars just aren't my thing, so movies about race cars don't really do anything for me. I could totally see how a fan of the sport would get into this movie, I guess. Anyway, I do love music, so let's talk about that. We had some interesting movement on the Billboard charts this week with only one song, George Strait's Love Without End Amen, continuing in the number one spot on its respective hot country chart. The number one song on the hot R&B and hip-hop chart was the vibrato-laden and falsetto-soaked All I Do Is Think Of You by Troop, the incredibly unchoreographed music video for which you'll find linked in the show notes. You'll also find a link to the far more choreographed music video for the top song on the hot rap chart this week in 1990, a song I've loved for a full 30 years now. I Got the Power by German Euro dance group Snap, fronted by American rapper Turbo B. Last, but certainly, certainly not least, you'll find the most choreographed video of them all. In fact, perhaps the most choreographed music video of all time. For the top song on the Hot 100 chart this week in 1990, the infectiously hooky Step by Step by New Kids on the Block, whose album of the same title also stole the number one spot 30 years ago this week from MC Hammer's Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him, although Hammer would reclaim that spot the following 18 consecutive weeks. As I've mentioned before, I was a huge New Kids fan at this point in my life, and I remember loving this song as much as any other they'd released. But looking back, it's not the most lyrical piece of art I've ever heard. So I hopped on a call this week with my dear friends and regular 30 Pop guests, Aaron Hale and Latifa Alatas, to break it down in a new installment of our segment, Bad Words. Aaron and Latifa, so good to have you both on. Finally having you both on the same call for once. That's such a gift. Holler party people! Oh, God. <laughs> So for people who are listening to 30 Pop but haven't listened to past shows in which you have both been on the mic together, mm. they may not realize that this is going to be a train wreck <laughs> because, <laughs> because the two of you are best. incapable of staying focused on a particular topic when you are talking to one another. It's okay, the best, well, you say best train- 10 minutes of your life. <laughs> So we are looking back this week. This is a segment called Bad Words that we introduced about a year ago where we we look back at a song that was charting high 30 years ago this week, and we talk about just how very bad the words were. And so the song that we are looking back on today, New Kids on the Block, Step by Step. What a delightful song. (laughs) I want to know, Latifah, your background uh, with uh, New Kids on the Block. Or NKOTB, as they later were called. I mean, it's complicated because I dated each one of them before they knew each other. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I dated Danny. 
<laughs> Who didn't? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but were you a fan? I was a fan. I never made it to a concert, although I wish I had. I really enjoyed the oh, 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 and the dance move accompanied with that, you know, where you sort of like grab your belt buckle and oh, yeah. move, move your legs like a rag doll around. <laughs> yes. That's the best way to describe that. I practiced that so much and like could not wait to pull that move out at a party. How many episodes <laughs> are we going to have where we talk about the moves that you wanted to pull out at a party? <laughs> We just went there a couple weeks ago. My whole life is waiting to pull moves out at a party. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that was the right stuff. But we are here today to talk about Step Step by Step. Step by Step. Could you read the lyrics to me, perchance? That's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to go through line by line. So, okay, the intro. Step by Step. Ooh, baby. Going to get to you, girl. Step by Step. Rah. Rah. The chorus, step-by-step, ooh, baby, going to get to you, girl, step-by-step, ooh, baby, really want you in my world. I want to say that when I was a kid, I thought that the lyric right there was, step-by-step, ooh, baby, Willy Wonka in my world. (laughs) Willy Wonka? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, it's been great having y'all on. I don't know that we need anything (laughs) more than that. That was perfect. When reading the lyrics back, it feels a little bit like a stalker is singing gently to his prey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It really, really does. It's just step by step, girl. Ooh, baby. Mm. I want you in my world. Yes. It's so to good. To serial kill you. <laughs> so here's verse one. It says, step. Hey, girl, in your eyes, I see a picture of me all the time. Ooh. Narcissistic. This is, uh, th- yeah. This is obviously Jordan. <laughs> you know what and i'll tell you what i'll tell you what when we were together it was just jordan jordan, jordan. jordan all the time <laughs> okay so i could see that <laughs> well i'll actually he could just see himself see what i yeah, mean yeah. <laughs> here we go step hey girl when you smile you got to know that you drive me wild pre-chorus step by step ooh baby you're always on my mind Step by step, ooh, girl, really think it's just a matter of time. We go back to the chorus. There's no real variation there. Verse two, step, hey, girl, can't you see? I've got to have you all just for me. Possessive much. And I can't tell if he's talking to one girl and he wants all of her or if he wants all the girls. Oh, I see. All to myself. That's interesting. That's like for... Like, you know, the Old Testament folks who love all of them and you get like a thousand concubines. He's saying that to them. Thus far, there's really nothing that's not absolutely cliche. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thus far, 35 years into New Kids on the Block existing. That is true. Mm. Nothing yeah. that mm. is not absolutely cliche. And I think they have fully embraced that at this point. So I will say what I relate to is the matter of time lyric, because I was just saying to one of my best girlfriends like yesterday we were rehashing our old crushes and like, you know how some people believe like in the scarcity of love, like nobody will ever love me. I was always in the camp of if my crush would just spend time with me, a hundred percent, he will fall in love yeah. with me. You know what I used to believe? <laughs> mine's, mine's similar. Mine was, why doesn't anyone love me? What? Okay. It's just a matter of time before... All of these people love me. All of these women love me. It's going to happen. They're all going to love me. Well, I mean, 
Yes. I mean, in a stalkerish sense, it'd be like, if I could just get my crush in a room with me for an extended period of time, a hundred percent of the time, every time they'll love me. (laughs) Aaron, this is a real different report than you've given us previously on this show. So you told us that 30 years ago, all the girls did love you. Well, yeah, okay. self-described so maybe, ladies' man in elementary yeah, school. So okay, you were eight years old, seven years old. <laughs> yeah, when I was when I was eight years old, all the girls did like me, and then they stopped. And I just and I and that's the end of that statement. Then they just stopped. <laughs> you know, you know why? It's because they heard this song and they fell in love with five other guys. Oh, that's true. <laughs> as soon as Donnie Wahlberg came on the scene, I, my <laughs> my bad boy status was done. Dude, once a Wahlberg enters the room, it's oh. over. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Marky Mark. They all left for your leftovers, Latifa. So the rest of verse two, step and girl, yes, it's true. No one else will ever do. We get the pre-chorus again. We get the chorus again. Now, here's the part I'm really interested this in. Is the here's the lyrics to the bridge. They are step, 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 step by step. Step one. Step one. We can have lots of fun. <laughs> I like that. Step. No, the best. The best is when he goes. We can have lots of fun. It's like not even a cool way to say it. Step one. We can have lots of fun. fun. Step two. There's so much we can do. Uh huh. Tell me about it. Tell me about those things. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Step three. It's just you and me. Duh. Step four. I can give you more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Step five. Don't you know that the time, has, the arrived? time has arrived? <laughs> huh. Huh is the final lyric. I mean, we all know what that is. <laughs> there is no denying that is obviously sexual intercourse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Happening right there. Oh, my. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. Sorry. <laughs> Mailing it. Double entendre. <laughs> I love oh that gosh. the two people who think y'all are the funniest are each of your respective selves. It's just a matter of time, man, before everybody knows how funny I am. <laughs> and then and then you know what they say after that? <laughs> There's a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I mean, this is what this is what I gotta say about that list. They're not wrong. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I love to have fun. There's so many things, so many, so things many things. They're like well, a lot of things we could do. Yeah, I wish I wish they would be a little more descriptive. Like the songwriter in me would love like yeah. a little bit something more specific. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. We there's so many things we can do, and then late just a couple steps later, I can give you more. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> more of more steps, more <laughs> things we can do. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, let's just do the one thing that we're both thinking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do I, should I tell my story about uh, seeing new kids live? Uh, yeah, let's change the subject. That'd be great. <laughs> Over a year ago, when you were on the show, one of the early episodes you described, you told us that your very first concert ever was New Kids on the Block, but we've never actually heard the story. So let's hear so it. Cool. Yeah, it would have been like March of 1990, so right out just over 30 years ago. 
I have a twin sister. She's a huge fan. For Christmas that year, we got tickets to see New Kids on the Block, which I was not very excited about, but she was screaming in the living room that morning. And we yeah, we went to the show at the Lubbock Municipal Auditorium, Ooh. which seated about 10,000 people. I don't know. I don't, seated I don't, about 10 people. <laughs> it was enough that we sat high up high, and I had to have binoculars to see the stage, and I thought it was so cool. But my sister... <laughs> She made a sign. She was in love with Joe McIntyre. And she made a sign that said, I love you, Joe, which I'm sure he didn't see. But the other cool thing was that my sister took dance lessons at this dance academy thing. And the place where they had their lessons was where New Kids on the Block rehearsed. And I remember the lady that ran the dance studio told everybody that the nicest Biggest gentleman of all of them was Donnie Wahlberg. I'm not I surprised knew it. by that. I knew it he's was the Donnie. Best. I'm also he is, not but I remember at the time being like, "What? He's the bad boy." Yeah. <laughs> I saw them live last year. I had tickets to this '80s throwback tour that they do, and Donnie was amazing. <laughs> like, and every like show I've seen him on, Wahlburgers. I mean, he's just he is the life of every party. Donnie delivers. That's what he does. You say that like a person who's speaking from experience. <laughs> Every time I've been in a sexual experience, <laughs> he has not let me down. One word. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually a great little segue, and then we'll jump off the call. But So two years ago, the three of us made a podcast that I am infinitely proud of, Moda Spear Podcast, as a companion, Latifah, to one of your albums. If you didn't know Latifah, that was a, a companion. <laughs> what? So anyway, this week, we are releasing the trailer for a new show, Aaron, that you have nothing to do with, but Latifah, that you and I and some new friends have worked really hard on. Do you want to tell folks about our new show? Yes, it's going to be called Fun Parts. And um, it's basically a conversation about human spirituality and sexuality with some amazing human beings. And I learned a lot when we sat down and talked through the first season and I, in true Latifah fashion, cried and laughed and was really moved by the experience of being able to talk so honestly and openly about sex when it can be such a life-giving but also destructive thing in people's lives depending on what we're taught about it, how we view ourselves, how we view the world. I'm really excited for it to come out. Yeah, I think it's funny that you say that like in true Latifah fashion, you laughed and cried and got really vulnerable. And in true Luke fashion, I squirmed and blushed and avoided all eye contact. So, <laughs> But it was wonderful. It was really uh, like a life-changing experience producing the first season. And I'm excited sort of to sort produce of. more. Did, y'all, did you guys end up talking about P's and V's and stuff? <laughs> Yeah, peas and vegetables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, great to have you both on. Love having you on. We'll have you again soon. Thanks for being on. Hey, great, great to be here. Bye. Bye. If you're at all curious what it's like to be in an actual room with both of those people at the same time, not just on a phone call, well, it's just exactly like that but like more. They're crazy and I love them deeply. I look forward to bringing them back on the show together again as soon as possible. And with that, we have sufficiently covered all our pop culture bases for this week in 1990. 
A quick note about our Back to the Future-themed relaunch of 30 Pop Trivia Night this past week. We had about 30 teams sign up altogether, with about a 50-50 split between those playing live at House of Blues Houston and those joining online at 30poptrivia.com. The big winners for the night were the Flux Capacitors in 4th place, the Scenery Channel in 3rd place, Space Women from Pluto in 2nd place, and in 1st place, with 3,659 points in 40 out of 50 questions correct, the CPR Kids. Congrats to them and huge thanks to all the teams who turned out as well as House of Blues for hosting. If you were there or if you follow 30 Pop on social media, then you already know the theme for our next 30 Pop Trivia Night on July 8th, which is Saturday Night Live. I'm super excited about this one. Not so much because of the current version of the show with which I'm admittedly almost entirely unfamiliar, but because of my deep, deep love for the earlier versions of the show. I grew up watching the original seasons on Nick at Night and staying up late on Saturday nights to watch new episodes throughout the late 80s and early 90s. So, as you prep, know that I plan to linger quite a bit in those eras of the show. The event will happen, like I said, on July 8th at 6.30pm Central Time. As it stands right now, I have no idea whether or not House of Blues will be open to host the event, given the very scary second wave of COVID-19 cases we're experiencing in Houston. But either way, the event will happen. I just might be hosting it exclusively via Zoom for my little home studio. Either way, you can register yourself and or your team now at 30poptrivia.com and start prepping. I hope you'll join me. Thanks so much for listening, friends, and huge thanks to those of you who partner with me on Patreon to keep this show afloat financially. People like my newest patron, recent 30 Pop guest Derek Lord, who, believe it or not, in 1989 attended the premiere of Batman as the personal guest of legendary actor and longtime family friend James Brolin. I have no evidence with which to prove that claim, but that's not really how rumors work. I'd be happy to start some similarly juicy retro gossip about you right here on the show. Just visit the Patreon link in the show notes and become part of the neighborhood we're building over there for as little as a dollar a month. That's all I got for you today, friends. Stay safe out there. Keep a friendly distance. Wear your masks. And remember, when that little needle goes up into the red and reads 9,000 RPM, that's bad. 30 Pop is produced, edited, and mixed by me, Luke Bronner. Our artwork is by the amazing Heather Hale. To check out more shows from Mill U Media Group, visit millumedia.com, which is linked in the show notes for this episode. And if you have a story from 1990 that you want to share on the air, email 30poppodcast at gmail.com. 